This is a 38 Medicine production. Well, hello, everybody. I'd like to welcome you to this. So that's what we're doing, AME Church, where I am your co-pastor. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! Where your co-pastor is Leah Henry and Candice Dillard Bassett. Um, she's also the evangelist of the hour. Just kidding. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Come on. As as I sip my fermented juice, this is not this is not of God. Okay. Stop, stop well, it. you know what? Listen, everything we are gonna talk about today is not of God. Speaking of the fact that last week President Joe Biden signed Juneteenth into the federal holiday calendar. We did it, Joe. We, we did, did it, it. Joe. We did it. We and did and it. in celebration and in commemoration, please get into my Shirley Chisholm okay. tea. Okay. Get into it. Okay, ancestors. For the culture, I'm giving you Auntie Shirley. Oh, hell no. Ancestor Shirley. Hell no. Sister Shirley. Uh-uh. Okay. Hell no. Well, I got my t-shirt to the side I got ready in. It's the melanin <laughs> for me. And these are on my website. Look at her trying to put it on. At LeahAHenry.com. <laughs> it's the melanin for me. You Leah, didn't tell me we was doing t shirts, bitch. That is janky. That is so janky. Okay, yes. well, you It's tell the melanin me. for me. And Auntie Shirley Chisholm, yes. the first black woman to run for president. She set the tone and the tenor her. for the people. She walked so that black women could run. Kamala in could sphere. run. Okay, listen, <laughs> that part. <laughs> so we celebrate and thank her. And and Uncle Joe, because I, I referred to President Joe Biden as Uncle Joe. When I worked at the White House, he was vice president. And even back then, we called him Ooh, Uncle Joe. I forgot you knew all them. I forgot you was. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe is my uncle, honey. He's my okay, uncle. Okay. So, yes, we, we are excited. And but I mean, we, I, well, we're excited. But there are also a few saints who are maybe perhaps a little perturbed I, about <laughs> this new holiday, federal holiday that we are now getting Juneteenth is becoming a federal holiday and the saints the girls are fighting the girls are fighting and I'm I'm confused okay so I obviously grew up in Texas which is where the last slaves found out that they were free and so like as a kid Juneteenth was like a very big deal like in Austin we would have a parade like it was a celebration for black people and I just I really grew up loving Juneteenth and when I came to the east coast I had a friend who I was like y'all don't celebrate Juneteenth and she was like what and Mm. I was like oh shit like this is not something that a bunch of people really even know about and you know last year just became so commercialized because George Floyd's passing I felt like anything black just kind of stuck last year and so when I heard this news I got so excited because I was like dang something that was so important to me as a child is now getting like this national platform national record recognition and then like people started to say like they shucking and jiving like this is performative and I was like dang well when you put it like that it does get a little performative does it not you know okay well my experience with Juneteenth is quite different from yours Leah Mm -hmm. I did not grow up learning about Juneteenth I didn't really know what Juneteenth I had heard about it Mm -hmm. in bits and pieces and in snippets growing up Mm -hmm. But it wasn't, it didn't really become a thing for me until I got to Howard University to start my journey as a college student in 2005. That's when it really kind of stuck. And my dad used to talk about it, but it was like, it was never a hardcore conversation. And I didn't really understand the importance or the significance of what Juneteenth meant 
for Black people until I got to college. And then it became, okay, I feel like I have to make up for all this time that I was not educated mm. on the significance of this day. And I celebrated it sort of amongst my friend group and in my close family, sort of silently and quietly. But it was, ne- you know, no one outside of like my close knit group of black friends really even knew what it was. And I would make a post when Instagram became a thing and I would talk about it amongst my friends. And, you know, there would always be people that were like, what's Juneteenth? What is that? And it, it was, it was never, it wasn't sexy. And now we're at this time where I feel like Juneteenth has become sexy. It has become something that's commodifiable, mm-hmm. something that is packageable and it's it's trendy and it's sexy. And, you know, not to say that there's anything wrong with that, because when things become a trend, when things become sexy, that's when the bandwagoners want to jump on and make it a federal holiday. So we we going to take what we could get. Yeah, yeah. And say, okay. But but then but then I think it's important to after we we celebrate the 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 first commemoration of the federal holiday, it becomes okay, you you've done this, you've given us this. So what's next? What's coming after this? Because this is not going to just become a day for white people to stay home and, 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 sh- and play golf or get on crateandbarrel.com and, and buy a, a, a marble bowl and some fake oranges to put on your rich white people dining room table. It's not going to become that. It needs to be this, this new federal holiday needs to really become a catalyst for giving us the things that we have been asking for voting rights protections, resources being reallocated from police departments to education centers and job training. What'd you say? Anti-lynching laws. Anti-lynching laws, okay? Criminal justice reform and overhaul. There are so many things, like putting money into underfunded communities. There are so many things that Black people have been asking for 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 decades, for centuries. And now you want to give us, you want to throw us this little bone on the federal mm-hmm. level by making Juneteenth a holiday. Great. Okay. So now roll up your sleeves and let's do some real work. Okay. Can we have a real conversation? And this is not going to sit well with everybody, but I'm going to say my piece. I found it extremely funny that I think since the death of Trayvon Martin, black people have protested loudly and boldly about police reform, police brutality, and it has been a community Mm -hmm. cause. And since Trayvon Mm -hmm. Martin was murdered in 2012, I think, because I was in high school uh, or just going to college at that point. Were you so young? Stop. Anyway, but I, but but at that time, that was when the outcries, you know, nationally started to happen. Several yep. presidents terms have gone by, including Obama's. But mm-hmm. the minute that the Asian community felt attacked, Stop Asian Hate started to trend. We instantly saw a bill trying to rectify Asian hate. And it, and for me yep. as a black person, when you're throwing a federal holiday out there just to give us something, but there have been right. plenty of bills like the anti-lynching bill that has been on Congress's floor in front of them before. Y'all can unanimously vote to give people another holiday. But when we're asking for things that literally affect black people's being right. and the lives right. th- there's a problem with that and and at first my glee from being childlike in my celebration of Juneteenth kind of blocked me from seeing that until I got on social media and started yeah. to really think about the repercussions of what we really did not receive in a facade yep. of what this holiday was and it yep. was it was very telling when we watched our Asian mm. 
counterparts. Brethren, yes. Yes, get their legislation immediately Mm -hmm. after Mm -hmm. attacks when Trayvon Martin passed away. And there has been a Mm -hmm. national black outcry since 2012 with several Mm. sitting presidents watching police injustices particularly on the black community and so for me I'm having a hard time stomaching clapping for Joe and Kamala because literally both of them have credited black people and the black community and black women to the success of their campaign this year so it is hard for Mm -hmm. last year so it is hard for me to want to clap and I you know love Kamala she is a Howard sister I've supported her strongly and boldly but now it's starting to feel I'm starting to feel away because it's like hey you know when when we're out campaigning it's hey we we see you black community this is what we're gonna do for you black community we're gonna give you a b and c right but i was like at first okay y'all give them a second they got four years to get it get get in and shake some shit up but then when Mm -hmm. they passed that asian hate crime bill so quick i was like now wait a damn minute wait a damn Mm -hmm. minute because you all sat up here and said it was our backs that put the weight of this election on it was not the asian american community it was the black community and for that now this juneteenth shit is starting to feel performative for me because a little bit i I was rubbed the wrong way when i seen that bill and not to say i condone asian hate because i do not but i will say Mm -hmm. that they had like maybe three attacks nationally i'm not saying that there haven't been more behind the scenes right we're not but we literally watched videos of black men just blatantly being killed for not much other than breathing and and way before 2012 mind you Uh, well right 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 but that's when tell anyone it's which is this this has been our history from from the dawn of time since since the beginning of this country since we got here since we got here meanwhile asians were moving here to jump into the gold rush in california but i'm gonna keep that and move that right along i'm just saying either way i got on my soapbox but the whole point of bringing this up was because of the fact that we we did discover that juneteenth is becoming a commodity because child i was scrolling on the interwebs and candidates what they doing in these streets is crazy as hell so someone posted y'all they not my company has turned juneteenth into an entire spirit week and it is monday through friday let me tell you what this damn company has put so motivational monday start the week with your strong favorite statement t-shirt okay i'm right mm. okay sally okay it's the melanin June for 15th. me uh-huh Taste of soul tuesday share your favorite soul food dish or recipe because because who's <laughs> taking karen's recipe for anything for soul food tuesday Ooh, not me we don't want your potato salad karen or your chicken okay I did eat a white woman's chicken when I was growing up and it was not flavorful, but it was crispy. So I'll give her that. Um, okay, now this is the shit, Candace, where I said, okay, we got to talk about this on the podcast. It's called Wild Out Wednesday. Share your natural hair. The implication that my hair is wild, bitch, I'll beat everybody's wild. ass in there. I'll beat everybody's ass in here. Everybody will get their ass beat in here. What? Yeah, no. Who made this week? Because I, I know it wasn't a black woman. Well, that 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 leads me to a point that I'll get to in a minute. Okay. Yes. Then Thursday, thankful Thursday, which I'm not even going to lie. That sounds a little, thank you, Massa, to me, but whatever. Thank you. Share right. your favorite poem or quote from a black author or artist and tell us what it means to you. I don't need Karen telling me about what Maya Angelou means to her. I do not. Right. And Friday. about you, Karen. Okay. Fun Friday. Rock your red, black, your and green. Candace, take it because okay. I'm done. I'm done. Take it. Okay. So this this is my qualm 
That's my word. Word okay. of the pod. Qualm. My, yeah, word of the pod. Yes. I take issue with this Spirit Week as a whole, but it really, Wednesday really underscores for me, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the lack of representation in places and positions of power. Because had there been a single Black person, man or woman, mm-hmm. in the room, mm-hmm. when y'all was coming up with these shenanigans, we wouldn't be talking about no wildin' out Wednesday, wear your natural hair. The fuck is Karen about to do? She just Is she just gonna like wear her hair wet? Yeah, but she gonna come in straight out the shower and be like, guys, this is my natural texture. This is my natural hair. I don't like the idea that we are, again, commodifying mm-hmm. black things and making them trendy or cool or sexy or topics of conversation for the workplace. Mm-hmm. My natural hair is not to be best. It's not to be made a spectacle of. A spirit week topic. I don't need you to do that for me. Spirit week? Come on. Spirit week. Your natural Let's hair. have spirit for our, our company. Let's have spirit Shit. for these raises that you need to give these, these marginalized okay, people okay, in your company. Okay? okay? There's a lot of things we can have some spirit for. But we ain't gonna have no spirit for my natural hair. Okay, because on a regular day, when I come in the into the office and my hair is different than it was on last Wednesday, because mm-hmm. black women change our hair every week and we preserve the right to do that, hello, you're looking and tilting your head and, oh, Felicia, I didn't recognize you. It oh, grew so may quick. I Oh my gosh, it's so, it's just so unique. Like, no, I don't want to talk to you about my natural hair Mm -hmm. at work. I want to come to work. I want to sit at my desk. I want to enter my data. (laughs) And then I want to go to lunch. I want to come back. I want to have this meeting and then I want to go home. Like, I don't want to talk to you about my natural hair. Like, that that's not, that's not the point. That's not the spirit, no pun intended, Ooh. behind Juneteenth. Yeah, the microaggressions are real. I didn't even think about that part. But think of just that day alone. The microaggressions are, uh, uh, child. And- it, the, the discomfort that, I, I don't even have a traditional work environment that I would have to go into. But right. just thinking about how I would feel if I were someone who worked for a, a Fortune 500 company and I had to go into work, I'm uncomfortable just thinking about Absolutely. what it must be like Same. to have to go in on Wednesday. Because if let's let's think about this: if if I don't participate, what does that say about me to my higher ups who have taken out the time <gasps> to create yes. this? spirit week. And if I do come in and I participate, what kinds of reactions am I going to get for wearing my natural hair in front of my my counterparts, my employer, my coworkers? Mm-hmm. What what reaction am I going to get? And this is distracting for me being able to do my job to the best of my ability, and I don't I don't want to have to explain or talk about my hair to you. Mm-hmm. And it, it it like you said it it just feels performative and it feels Like you're commodifying who I am. Well, and the one other thing that makes this insanely dangerous is because while I do appreciate it being a holiday because I do not celebrate 4th of July, like my godson is born on July 6th and we usually throw the celebration together and I'd be like, you were still a slave day. That's what I put on the cake and people have been (laughs) mad. (laughs) They've been like, you're out of fucking control. But it's the truth. (laughs) 
I have said you were still a slave day because bitch, don't get don't get hype. I put that on all the Fourth of July cakes. You should see the white women's faces that write in the bakery when I asked them to put that on the cake. I don't give a damn. I went to Howard. Once I went to oh, Howard, my pro black ass was so my family was nope. over my ass in Texas. You can't shame me. But yep. with that being said, um, <laughs> I'm an idiot. But no, what I was gonna say is is I think when we make a commodity of this day, we are really forgetting the disgusting nature of what it really stands mm. for. There were people who were literally free, who were still working because they had mm -hmm. no idea. And these white people yep. had no intentions with their evil asses mm -hmm. of telling, telling these yeah. slaves, my ancestors, my Texan ancestors mm -hmm. of doing that mm -hmm. shit. Quite frankly, that's mm -hmm. why I feel like Texas is the best black state because we worked the longest. Okay. Now we didn't right. know. Shout out to all y'all <laughs> other states who got the memo, but we was the we was the long haul slaves. Okay. Y'all had two Period. extra years. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Two extra years. So, you know, that's crazy. I think that when you turn it into this commodity of cuteness and spirit weeks, like why was not one of them days to really sit and inform the community of what that meant and what that looked like that, and having descendants that. of those same people talking and showing videos and making it a reading rainbow, pull the VCR out and the whole class sits mm. and watches because that's the problem when we make it cute and we make it a t-shirt thing. Black people have every reason to do what the fuck we want to do with our holiday. But when we talk about Period. these corporate structures, because it's going to be Fashion Nova and pretty little things being like, it's the liberation for me. 50% off mm. sale. No, bitch. No. I don't want to. That's going to really give me anxiety. A Juneteenth Fashion Nova sale. I'm not going to be able to go. I'm not going to be able it's to go. It's the freedom for me. Take, <laughs> like... Take twenty one percent off of the chains that we abolished. Goodbye. And like yeah, no, goodbye. that's goodbye. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's the freedom for me. Like, Shirley Chisholm is turning in her grave. Okay, I yeah. Can't. Let me stop. Anyway, well, you know who I might can't. be turning not in their grave but alive. It might be Lala Anthony because mm. last week they announced Ooh, that um, her and Carmelo Anthony are are gonna get a divorce. She filed and. <sighs> Can we thank God that Lala got some sense now? I mean, Lala, sis, if he drug you through the mud one more time, sis, I wasn't going to know, like, because, you know, last week it came out that he was with another girl, like a blog. Shout out to the neighborhood And there talk. was evidence. I'm saying yep, background. Because one thing. The, that stairwell will get you, honey. People got to understand that the background says it all. If you fucking with a nigga, his the mattress is on the floor. Don't take a selfie with that mattress that's on the floor. Okay. If he got a great couch, don't take a picture on a great couch. Y'all got to take well, pictures in different locations. White walls only, bitch. White, White walls, walls only. And no distinctive tattoos. Carmelo's yes. sloppy at this point. He's giving Tristan. Really? Carmelo he, doesn't care. Carmelo walked so Tristan could run. <laughs> I mean, at this point, because because I mean, Lala, I mean, I really think that Lala was definitely trying to do it for their son. I definitely think that. Absolutely. Definitely. Yes. I, yes. He yes. had a whole baby. This is not the first or the second time that I can remember or third. that. OK, that <laughs> I, that I can recall that they there was trouble in paradise. There were rumors that he fathered a child within their marriage. Word at the lemonade stand. True. No, allegedly, because we're not getting sued on here. Allegedly, allegedly has right. a side baby, which Lala still stuck by his ass. But mm, well, I got lemonade on that. But we, that's not the time or the place. 
I'm just saying. But you know what? You know what this is giving? It's giving knowing what we know, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing that she has endured his infidelity in the past, knowing that there is allegedly a love child in the world. Mm -hmm. This is giving. I have dealt with this enough. And if you do this one more, it's giving Beyonce. You try that shit again. You gonna lose your wife. (laughs) It's it's very much giving lemonade. So she she said to him. I'm going to give you this one more game. You got one more game with me. And if you can't hold it together, I am marching my Latina ass, my Afro-Latina ass down to the New York State courthouse. Mm -hmm. And I'm filing these papers. Okay. I'm going to take that ring off. As Beyonce said, I'm I'm going to take off this ring. And and not because because it happened so quickly. The pictures came up. (laughs) They were all over the shade room. And Lala said, okay, let me let me put on these pants. And let me let me put on my marching boots. I'm uh-huh. gonna march my ass down to this courthouse and file these papers. That's what it gave for me. So I feel like she she was ready and she knew that she had done her time. She had put in enough time and effort into this marriage. And Carmelo is just, he's one of those men that is just not capable of monogamy. And oh. being a a world-renowned athlete doesn't help. He don't gotta be. I, I just think that athletes he have to be. and entertainers live in a totally different space with when it comes Absolutely. to in, you know infidelity. I think that you know Mm -hmm. there's always that like I think that every woman who deals with one of those men knows in the back of their mind that they're getting cheated on it's just like don't embarrass me publicly and don't show the world that you're embarrassing me however he embarrassed her Mm. with the alleged love child and this leads me to ask the question because you're a married woman how many times can you be cheated on before you're like fuck you now okay this is a very good question because Chris and I have had this conversation before okay okay and we yeah we've talked about like like, what would we do if the other cheated? And mm. Chris was saying, like, nah, I would be out of here. Nah, I would be like, fuck that shit. Of I'm course, done. of course, men. And yes, that mm-hmm. right, because the male ego, hello. And what I said, so, and I will say this too, this is a precursor. Before I was married, before I was really truly in love and with the person that I that was sent to me by God to be my partner for life. Before I was married, I was one of those women that was like, nah, a nigga cheat on me, I'ma cut his dick off and I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm done. I'ma stick a bobby pin in his dick and then I'ma go. That was me. Like that's that me. I was on that. That's me. That that's a tip though. That's a tip. If if he wants to cheat, get you a bobby pin when he sleep, stick it and twist it. I haven't had to do it yet, but Chris knows if he tries me. But no, in, in reality, I was that way before I got married. When you get married and you commit to someone and you build a life with someone and you see yourself having kids with them and you are raising children with them and you're building a home and a life, it, for me, it kind of changed. And and then also, I think seeing good good, good friends of mine go through infidelity. Mm. It teaches you that you don't know what you will do until so you are that in that situation. Mm-hmm. And that is why I, I try my best to refrain from lending my personal opinion to women and men who are going through situations of infidelity. I try to refrain from doing the whole, girl, you're stupid for staying. You need to go. I'm going to help you pack your shit. I refrain from doing that because (laughs) I have no idea what the parameters of their relationship are and what I would do if it were me. And so I say, I don't know what I would do. It would depend on a lot of different factors for me that would help me to decide what 
I would do. Now, I, I'm pretty sure that I would be angry. I knew I would want to murk the shit out of the man. <laughs> and I would probably attempt to murk him. But would I be willing to dissolve the marriage? I cannot say. I cannot say. Mm. But what I can say is that Chris is very much afraid. He knows better. He knows better. He, he, he ain't gonna try me. But if the devil got in and he did try me, I'm pretty sure that I would try to beat his ass. But would I leave him? <laughs> like, when the dust settled, would I leave? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Mm. Do you believe that people are really meant to be monogamous in general? Because I've definitely seen people try to argue that as it, as it comes to cheating, that, like, realistically, you know, we're animals and that, you yeah, know. Yeah, and we're not meant to be monogamous. Yeah. You know, I think that is something that sorry, cheating ass niggas say <laughs> to feel better about being sorry, cheating ass niggas. That's just right, my right, opinion. Right, right. I mean, like, you don't compare me to an animal, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Like, we, we are clearly more advanced than animals. That's why we're human and we're not animals. Now, there are very intelligent animals, but they're not human. Yeah. Like, don't whittle me down to the rationale of a marsupial, okay? Because you want to be a fuckboy. Just go be a fuckboy in these streets and do fuckboy shit. Don't try to rationalize fuckboyisms because you don't want to admit and own that you ain't shit. That's how I feel about that. I have a little anger in me because I've dealt with fuckboys that really just... Yeah, I have too. Get my album. I talk about fuckboys on my album. Ooh. Coming soon. Drop, 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 drop. Coming soon. Maybe Coming I'll soon. look forward. Well, yes. listen, and speaking of the confines of marriage, this is a conversation that I had mm. to bring to the pod, child, because folks was upset about Chandler Moore. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Maverick City. They're like a gospel group. He's like the lead mm -hmm. singer of the gospel group, and he got married a few weeks ago, and he actually posted a boomerang of he and his wife at their wedding, and um, she was bent over, throwing, you know, throwing <laughs> it in a... <laughs> I didn't in a circle. And what I mean, he was they looked like they had a good time, but let me tell you They did. These saints came for this man's I neck. I honey, mean, coming from the church, I know the saints was up in arms, honey. They were in prayer. It was prayer cloths going up and down, going I up mean, on a Tuesday. I know. It was literally people like, you are the example. People look to you. You're doing worldly things. Even those that your wife do it in private, <clears throat> which I'm also like, okay, so do y'all want us to be real about right. who we are or are we supposed to be? Right. I don't. What do you want? What do you want? This is the confusing thing for me about Christianity and really more so with the black church, because I feel like this is definitely the doing and the rationale of the black church more so than just Christianity as a whole. Mm. We hold each other to such high and unrealistic, in my opinion, mm. standards within the black church. And we, we require a level of perfectionism that is just impossible to attain. And, you know, for, I mean, and let, let's quote the Bible. The Bible talks about the marriage bed and how it is undefiled. undefiled. When you are married, once you are married under the eyes of God and your marriage has been approved under the eyes of God, you could bring six billy goats into your bed if that is what you <laughs> choose to do. And that will be accepted in the eyes of God because you have you have followed and respected the covenant of marriage and married under, under God's eyes. So why is it a problem that I, as a married man or woman, am celebrating and embracing that I have sex 
with my wife. Well, let me read one of the comments. This is what I've been looking for. Someone said, congratulations. The second photo is definitely inappropriate. The fact that we are at liberty to do all things doesn't make everything appropriate and edifying. Ministers do have the responsibility to ensure that what they put in public domains does not cause others to stumble. Honor comes with responsibility. That's very cute. But <laughs> unless he's standing in the pulpit, bending over his wife, and, you know, fiending sexual actions, you all need to untuck the panties from the cracks of your asses. <laughs> it's, you're really doing 3,000 much for me. Like, it's it's unrealistic to think. Like, you think Joe Austin don't be having sex with his wife? Do you think that Pastor Jamal Bryant was not having, well, we know that he was having sex, but you did you know that these people, that was no shade, like I'm just thinking of pastors. Uh, T.D. Pastor? Jakes, Michael Todd. Child. You th like, these men, like they have children. Right. Have we not been a, a members of churches where the first lady was with child while we were coming to and patronizing the church? Did you think that was artificial insemination? You think that God came down and said, "Bing, let me let me implant you with a child?" No, they had sex. There, there, and I understand there are there are extremes. And if he was standing in the church and he bent his wife over, okay, maybe we. I, I would still say, oh, you know, do do it how do what you mm -hmm, do. Mm -hmm. But I can understand how someone might think that's inappropriate. But this man is on his page and he is married and celebrating his love and his marriage with his wife and he's young he's young and let me just also say for the record too because I feel like what not a lot of people are talking about from this whole situation is the fact that he proposed to this girl at the top of the year and they got married now okay that flesh was a burning bitch they was like okay, okay. <laughs> what the bible say <laughs> cut off thy own hand if it tempts you Child. away from the lord okay he said Listen. I'm not letting this hand take me out okay cut off. and okay. he said it, it is holy and sanctified acceptable yeah. unto you, I that I shall bend thy wife over and let her butt bend thy wife open over and let her feel thine member. Okay, they were in the name of Jesus. Megan the okay. Stallion thought shit was playing in the back of this picture. Okay. <laughs> Hands on my knees thinking this answer is to Sasha. Hands on my knees. Okay? Like, this. let this man, y'all, y'all tell everybody they need to wait till they be married. These folk, these people done got engaged and married in the same quarter of the year. Y'all let them display their let sex as live. long as they're not making a sex tape at the reception. Happy. Exactly. Okay. Why are we upset? And and then For you what? know people are saying it was degrading of the wife and the, you know that's inappropriate because it made the wife look. And I'm just like, okay, we're not about to do this harlot letter A adultery. Right. Like no, she Thing. wanted to be bent over, and I'm sure she got bent over that entire night and the honeymoon sure. and on. So yes. child Christians and right now, who's to say that they are not? She's not bent they over. They are probably right at this moment. Having sex right now. Right now. Mazel tov. And to that, I applaud. I I give them a round of applause. You know what? Uh, okay. God, the Bible also talks about the, the fact that sex for married people is a gift. It was. It's not just for procreation. God gave us the gift of of the pleasures of sex 
because that that's a gift, one of the gifts of marriage. Yes. So they are just partaking in one of the gifts that God has bequeathed upon them for following his way and his word and doing things the way that he would have them to do. And you all are just mad because you are stale and dried up and nobody is trying to bend you over and put it on Instagram. Or, and that is not God's fault. And on top of that, let's not talk about how many people commented who was having premarital sex in the first place because you just mad they married and, and are in Ooh. a covenant. Okay, but we're not even going to get into this. You know My what? God today. Next My episode, God today. we're actually going to dive into the church, Christianity, and, yes. you know, homosexuality. Because I think that before yes. Pride Month is over, we got to tap in and yes. have a conversation. And I think that... Necessary conversation. We got a good guest. I think there's somebody that we can call on oh, yes. who's going to make this conversation yep. really good. Yep. So, you know what? We're going to cut this episode short. We're going we gonna to wait because I think that that episode going to have a lot of talking. And I think that folks, uh-huh. they need mm-hmm. to... They need to Get your ears ready. Get your hearts in mind. Your ears. We don't want to over talk you today, because mm-hmm. yeah, I I just have a feeling that mm-hmm. when you get when you get three chatters together, three chatty Cathy's together, mm. it's it's a recipe for a long episode. Mm-hmm. So yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, listen. Make sure you guys watch this episode. Of course, you can always go back and look at it on YouTube. Make sure you go on YouTube and type in. So that's what we're doing. Type it in. Get into it. Get into it. Or if you can't, or you don't want to access us on YouTube. You can check us out on the podcast, available wherever you listen to your podcast. Mm -hmm. So Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Mm -hmm. wherever you listen. So that's what we're doing, Pod. And go back and check out our previous episodes. Yeah. Because we we run the game. We give you all of the shenanigans, all the craziness, a lot of serious conversations, a lot of serious chats too about family, about just moving through life. So check us out. Follow us on Instagram at So That's What We're Doing Pod. Like, subscribe, and definitely comment because we really want to hear what you think, Absolutely. what your thoughts are on these episodes, what else you want to hear going forward because we are here to stay, honey, Purr. to get into the things. Oh, and follow us on Instagram at So That's What We're Doing Pod, P-O-D. Make sure you follow us there and chat and keep the conversation mm-hmm. going because that's what you're going to get, the clips and all the fun stuff. So make sure you follow us there, engage with us, have a good time. We love our So That's What We're Doing family and uh, we'll see you next yes. Tuesday because uh, a good episode is on the way. On the way!